the Never Gets Old podcast, the podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics, with your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nick Nero. Look for us on YouTube and Facebook. Hi and welcome to the third episode of Never Get Old. I'm Mac Jackson. I'm Nick Narrow. Brian Bonner. And today um, we're going to keep it pretty loose. Uh, we're lucky enough to have Brian with us again. Um, we wanted to discuss some of the comics that we're currently reading and enjoying. Um, Nick, why don't you go first? What are you, what are you liking? Um, well, this past week, I uh, I really liked um, the the uh, the new Ninja Turtles. I think that came mm-hmm. out this past week was really good. Um, I'm trying to. Th- oh, I f- I know what I forgot to to talk about when we were talking about um, our favorite books like t- uh, two weeks ago or however long ago it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet Spider. I don't know if you're reading it or not, um, or no. if you're reading it, Brian. But yeah. it's awesome. I I love that book, and I forgot um, when we were talking about it. But then I got my books this past week, and it was in there. And oh man, it, you have to catch up on it because it's you'd love it. It's just that. Really, like, tell me about it. What's the premise? Um. Okay. So what happened during um, Grim Hunt? It actually comes out of Grim Hunt. Uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man and also Spider Island, I guess. Yeah. Um, the uh, one of Peter Parker's clones, um, Kane, I guess Parker. I don't know if he has a different last name. I think he's just Kane Parker. Yeah. Um, he was killed during Grim Hunt uh, by Craven, who thought he was actually Peter. Um, they they killed Peter to raise Craven from the dead. I, I believe. I think you just read it a little bit more recently than I did. Yeah, yeah, you, I read that. I read that one too. Um, and uh, so he was dead, and then uh, the jackal and um, the queen spider—I forget what her name is—they uh, raised him from the dead and turned him into this big like tarantula, like he was an actual spider monster during Spider Island. And when they created the um, the the cure for Spider Island from Anti Venom. Awesome character. He, yeah, who is an awesome character. Uh, anything with Eddie Brock. I mean, okay, but anyway, right. I digress. Um, he fell into the vat of the Anti Venom cure and turned back into the regular person, but still had the spider powers. Um, sure. And a couple different ones than Peter Parker has. So when Spider Island was all said and done, um, Peter and Kane, uh, I think Peter wanted him to stay and and work with him in New York, but Kane just, he didn't want to be around. So he stole uh, one of Spider-Man's costumes. I think he stole the 
future foundation one, but I'm not sure. Um, and hit the road. He ended up in, uh, and that's where this new one starts. He's on the road running. Um, and he keeps ending up getting involved in these like crimes and not that he's causing them. He's stopping them, but he doesn't even want to be a hero. He kind of just wants to be left alone. Like, um, you know, uh, like, like the Hulk, I guess, but he's a Spider-Man version of the Hulk. Um, but he ends up doing the right thing ultimately, even though he's like, I don't want to do this. You know, this sucks. He's kind of an anti-hero, but not really. He's not like Punisher anti-hero or, you know, a really bad guy anti-hero. He's kind of like in between. <laughs> he's Peter Parker. He's a reluctant. He's Peter Parker if Peter Parker um, was more cynical than just sarcastic and goofy. Uh, um, I mean, because he is a clone of Peter Parker. So he ends up in Houston and becomes like Houston Spider-Man. And they start calling him the Scarlet Spider, and he, which he hates. But he takes off his mask all the time. Like, people see who he is. And, and uh, right now, he's in the middle of... Um, an assassin's guild war that he's related to in some way. I must go back a couple of years because I, I've never read anything about it, but um, it's, it's interesting and it's fun. It's like fast and, and funny and, um, and just cool. I don't know. I, I really do like it though, but that was probably the, my favorite thing I read this week besides like the um, Avengers X-Men versus was a lot of fun because it was daredevil versus Electra. And Thor versus Emma Frost. I thought that those were both handled pretty well. I like that. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Electra. Electra, right? It, it was, wasn't Electra. Uh, I'm sorry. It was Psylocke. Yeah, Psylocke. Eh. He makes reference yet, to so her no. being like Electra in the book, and I think that's where I got confused. So, um, yeah, that, I, it's it's in my pile. I just haven't gotten to that yet. It's good. The artwork is really good in that. Um, in the uh, the verses that is, because I'm trying to keep the Sweet. away from you. Um. Yeah. But uh, what about you? Did you read anything? What, oh, well, what what was the most recent thing that you read? Because you're, I know you're a little behind. Yeah, uh, which kills me too. Because I, you know, it, it's funny. It's just I realize why I'm be, I'm behind by maybe a month. But I jumped ahead uh, to to catch up with the uh, the big surprise in Batman Ten. Okay. Uh, there's the big reveal. So yeah. I got to read that, and and that is, I know we've talked about it. That has been just holy on every level, just an excellent book. Well, you didn't read eleven uh, yet, right? Art, I didn't read eleven. Okay, then I didn't I, I only can't read... talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's even more uh, surprise in eleven. The Batman Annual. Okay. I get, I get you know with uh, Mister Freeze, which I yeah. thought was excellent. I didn't pick that up. Was uh -huh. it good? I recommend it. Okay. They basically do his origin, okay, uh, and they tweak some stuff, which I'm always afraid of because I always liked the way that they, ever since the animated series where they gave him <clears throat> a, a definitive um, origin, I thought, all right, don't mess with that. But the way that they tweak this is very, very good. But uh, yeah, the Batman book has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, also, let me see. I, I I don't know. Do we? Let me ask you. Should should I mention specifics? I mean, at this point, if they haven't read it, I don't know if it'd be a spoiler. Yeah, because I think at this point, it's at least going to be two weeks out from uh, 
issue from, 10. Yeah. It, well, it's issue 11 came out this past week. So, All right, so I can actually if say. If that gives our listeners any idea of when we record this. Um, yeah, so. There, All right, so here's a spoiler. Be. Yeah. Um, well, wait, hold on. We find out. Hold on, Mac. Okay. Is it okay to spoil it for Brian? Are you reading Batman? Or oh, you... it doesn't matter. That's okay. Fine. All right. As long, I don't want right, to ruin it if he wants to If read you it. haven't read it, Brian, please, oh, do yourself a favor. They the, the big reveal of one of the bad guys is Thomas Wayne Jr. Mm. Turns out Batman had a younger brother he didn't even know he had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and they do it so well. I mean, that that like I said, everything on that from the art to the story yeah. to the pacing to the creation of new characters, I oh, I get chills. It's, it's always the yeah. last thing in my pile that I read. It's always it's right? really well done. Um, and concurrently with uh, this past the past couple issues, I think since eight up until ten, they've been doing uh, a couple pages at the end of each book with. Um, the story of Alfred's father and his relationship to the whole court of owls thing, which um, very cool. is very interesting. Very cool. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty, and it, it delves into the Wayne history and stuff. And I, I kind of like that because I mean, I don't know how much they've ever done of like the Bruce Wayne's history and uh, his like family and, and the people who came before him, but it's been, it's been pretty sporadic. I mean, there it's out there, but, it's, you know, I can't tell you a specific yeah. line of books, you know what I mean? But in this run, um, since the New 52, they've been doing a lot more of, like, the Wayne yeah, legacy. Uh, yeah. and, and not just the future of the Wayne legacy with all of Batman's, you know, boy fighters and whatever, but his, you know, parents and stuff before that. So I, I thought it was all very interesting um, to mm-hmm. read and learn that history. Um, well, the other... I'll tell you the other one, as far as independent goes, I don't know if either of you read it, but it's called Little Depressed Boy. <laughs> no. No, I've seen no, it, though, but I haven't read it. I've, you know, I've really, over the years, gotten more into the um, slice of life movies, um, slice of life comics. It doesn't always have to be superheroes. Okay. And this is a book where... <laughs> I don't know, how would you explain it? They draw him to be, from what my understanding is, not specific with features, which I take as it's supposed to be anybody. Okay. Because he just looks like a, a plain rag doll. I mean, he doesn't have, even have fingers. <laughs> uh, but the story, the pacing, it feels like nothing necessarily happens, but that's okay. You hooked me. Like, the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, honestly, God, it, it's he's got plain, such a he's a ragdoll, he has no hands, the fact that it doesn't feel like anything happens. Every page is uh, blank. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you but they'll, the they'll have him sitting in the car waiting for his friend to get back in the car, okay. and it'll show him, you know, put his, put his iPod and, you know, the, the earplugs into his ear, and he'll listen to music for a panel or two. And then he'll get done with that, maybe eat a candy bar. And then his friend comes back out into the car and then they have a conversation and then they start down the road. Uh, I, there's a charm to it, you know, despite the fact that it's not action packed. Yeah. I, I find myself really, really appreciating it. He now currently has a job in a movie theater. 
okay. because he needs some money. So he, he gets a job and, and you see him, you know, cleaning up the theater before the next crowd of people come in. He takes out the garbage. Uh, there's a girl that he's flirtatious with. So you want to see where that goes. Um, but like last night, I went to go see The Amazing Spider-Man. And I'm sitting in the theater waiting for my wife to show up because I was meeting her there. And I did. That's what went through my head. I'm like, huh, little depressed boy works in a movie theater. It sounds about sounds about as fun as watching somebody play The Sims. <laughs> wow. And yet I'm I'm still buying it. I'm, I'm sure it's better than that. It. I still look... Yeah, like I said you appreciate the the independence of it. It's, you know, yeah. the the art's charm, the story has a, a a sweet pacing to it. Um, you know, I I I enjoy the journey, I guess is really what it comes down to. All right. So there's two different a spectrum for me. There's the action-packed absolute holy crap you gotta read batman and then the subtle quiet you know because ever since um why the last man uh, i've been aching for that type of um quiet it, most of the time quiet type of journey book did you um i just want to ask real quick did you collect why the last man as it was coming out or did you yep. just get it in trades no i i I remember the store I was at, uh, my buddy lent me the first three issues because I didn't get it right from the beginning. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, you know, want to spend the money if it wasn't going to be any good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there I was hooked. And then I, I read every issue and got every issue up until the end. And it killed me when it ended. Mm. One of the most, um, Oh, one of the best endings to a book, you know, and you not everybody it. has a happy ending, but it's emotional. Yeah, it was. I, uh, Mara has them all in trade, my girlfriend, and, um, she kept pushing me to read them and I, I had them in my room and I was just, I was reading comics week to week and I, I just kept putting it off and I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then eventually I forget what made me pick it up, but I picked up the first trade and instantly i just kept i was like flying through it flying through it and i loved it um everything about it was like smart and cool and interesting and mm-hmm. uh i loved the ending and i've talked to other people who were disappointed with the ending but i thought the ending was was good i mean it's very gutsy too yeah, i mean that's why did, that's why I like von it. von has one of those I, and i noticed it too with this new series saga um he's got a great pacing to the way that he writes and he also is gutsy enough to say no i'm i'm ending it this way because this is the way i see it Mm -hmm. with the understanding that not everybody's gonna love it right you know you got to respect him for that Mm -hmm. well some people i think overall go ahead overall it really it 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 paid uh justice to the whole series yeah and uh, I mean, some people, um, they have those stories in mind, you know, a, a story, that's it. I know Brubaker does that with his, uh, with his independent stuff, um, like Criminal and Incognito. And like, he has a, one story to tell and he tells it and then 
moves to the next thing, and it's pretty prevalent in um, anime and manga, and I know Brian reads a lot more than I have, but they don't go on forever. There's like only a, a few that go on for a really long time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how they like to tell their stories, and it has an ending, whether you like it or not. It, it's going to end, and, and that's it. Chew is one of those. Chew started off with, you know, I, I love Kirkman, and I, I love The Walking Dead, the writer says, and I have this planned out for, I don't know, 60 issues, but then I'm sorry to tell you, that's it, I'm done. Okay. Hmm. You know, Lost, <laughs> Lost was the first TV show where they said, no, no, we have a specific story to tell, and we're only going to do that story. I love that they didn't let the network talk them into dragging it out longer. Right. I you know, know I really... Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I, I talked about uh, on the first episode that I like comics because they keep going and, and you can invest all that time. And I do. Don't get me wrong. I do like the fact that I can keep reading and stuff. But I there's nothing better than a good story with a good ending, too. Um, I'm Absolutely. not averse to that. And, and the ending to um, Why the Last Man I thought was really good. Um, and there's a couple other stories that I really like their endings for. And maybe I should make that into a, a question, but I guess I'll just talk about it now. Um, <laughs> uh, Death Note is uh, a manga that I read that I thought was awesome. And uh, mm. the ending to that was good. I don't know if I, I completely agreed with it. And I, I don't know if you read it or if Brian read it at all. But um, A little bit. Not the whole thing. Okay. Well, the ending is is good and i actually i i would highly suggest both of you read all of it because it's a really smart good story so you have a copy of it it's actually a bunch of volumes it's like 13 volumes um little little like paperback sized books um and i don't have them i think uh, mara has them but I'm sure I could swipe them from her and let you borrow them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as soon as I catch up with my pile, yeah, please, definitely, yeah. I, I would love. To. I'll just give you one at a time, but you'll get you'll get invested. It's good. It's something <laughs> you might end up wanting to buy for yourself when it's all said and done because it's. I think it's that good. Um, right. Yeah, it's definitely one of the better uh, mangas. It's more accessible. Uh, I I feel because uh, Brian reads One Piece, and he likes it a lot. And uh, I've read a little bit of it, um, but it's harder for me to get into. And maybe that's, I I might try it again because I started reading it right after Death Note and they're just so wildly different that I I felt like it was harder for me to get into because One Piece was a little bit more cartoony um, and lighthearted. It's more um, uh, comedy adventure. Mm -hmm. Like, now when I say comedy, I mean, you're not going to laugh at every single page, but it's more of a humorous uh, manga or comic as opposed to other ones. Yeah. And it's, it's ultimately, it's an adventure comic. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I, I fell in love with it. I mean, I hate to say this, but unfortunately the four kids version of one piece are, is actually the one that got me into it. I don't know how, because after I, then I read, uh, or I'm sorry, watched um, the Funimation version and I'm like, wow. Four kids did a terrible job of quote Americanizing it. Um, so like I'm thankful for four kids for getting me into it, 
But at the same time, I'm like, wow, you guys did a terrible job. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, Death well, Note is um, like a, a serious drama um, that's not almost, well, not really ridiculous. I mean, there's fantasy elements to it, but it's not uh, like, you know, goofy. And uh, sure. One Piece is a little bit more goofy. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it another shot now that I'm far enough removed from Death Note to to maybe take it in a little bit better, but, um, yeah. so, yeah, so I like stories, well, I do like good endings to stories, anyway. Well, um, I, you know, Terry Moore, uh, I, you know, originally with, with his, uh, Strangers in Paradise, mm -hmm. I wasn't crazy about years ago when a buddy of mine bought me, um, one of the trades. It was good, but this is back in, say, 92 i'm guessing um it, it you know i i was all in the, about superheroes at the time but now that i'm at the age and the years of reading i've really come to appreciate the independent books more mm -hmm. and i have to go back and and give those that that series another shot because as other to the one that was a limited one, Echo. I don't know if you've read Echo. No. No, read it. Read it. It's it's limited. His art is amazing. His pacing is brilliant. Um, and it also has a beginning and an end. And he has another one that he's doing now called um, is it Rising Rachel or Raising Rachel? I have to look at the. What is it? I don't know. Oh no. You know, no, we didn't. I have no idea. We have no idea. <laughs> it's 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 also fantastic. It's this girl who wakes up in a ditch, and uh, apparently she was killed. Her eyes are bloodshot. She's got the rope marks around her neck. Uh, she has no memory of what happened. Hmm. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I'm I, he's you know I, I, he also has a limited run on that. Apparently, he's going to end that at some point because I just read at the Comic Con. Yeah where he said he's going to, uh, after this is done, I'm going to do, I don't know, something lighthearted, I guess. You read some so very I agree interesting with stuff, Mac. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what? You read some very interesting stuff. Well, thanks. I try to, Depressed you know, boy with like no I said, hands. that's the problem with my comic order every week. It's, girl it's so ditch. freaking huge. Yeah. Well, we were at the shop on Wednesday, and I thought I was spending a lot. And Max bill came to what seventy four dollars and change or something like that <laughs> for new yeah, stuff. Yeah, I try that to limit just myself to stuff, fifty dollars right? a week, which you know shouldn't. It, it, the last couple weeks it hadn't even hit that, and then this week with uh, Walking Dead one hundred coming out, and just it was just one of those weeks. Yeah, I uh, because I'm reading so many independent books now. Yeah, seventy four ish. And everybody in the store went. <gasps> yeah, I'm like yeah. It was a big week for me too. Like I was 51 something or whatever, and I was like, I didn't even think it was going to be that much. I knew I had a lot of books, but I guess there were a lot of 490 or not 499, uh, 399 books as opposed to 299. So it was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, your your pile was impressive. I could see why you're behind, but still. Thank you. Um. Yeah, it's it's definitely not laziness on my end. <laughs> well, so um, it's partial laziness. Brian, what you, huh? <laughs> it's partial laziness. 
If you wanted to read those <laughs> books, you'd stay up all night and read those books. That, that is true. And, uh, yeah, I have games. had to make some hard decisions. Feed the kids or read my comic books. Um, yeah, read the comic books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids get fed. So, Brian, what are you reading? Um, well, let's see. There's a couple different things I'm reading. Um, I'm behind on uh, a number of them. Uh, just the reason being just financially at the moment. Um, but I do recommend, um, I thought Teen Titans is really good. Um, that's, it, it went into, uh, the culling and it did a crossover with, uh, Teen Titans and, um, I mean, Superboy has kind of been a crossover for a number of issues. Um, and, uh, and Legion. Legion lost and like, it was, it was really, it was really good. I've always liked, you know, like the, the teen heroes. Um, mm -hmm. that was really good, and I highly recommend, uh, Earth 2. Uh, they're up to volume, I think, issue 3 now. Um, I've only read the first two. I'm in love with it. Mm. I think it's great. Yeah. Have, have you guys read it at all? No. I'm at you issue were, 1. You were okay. telling me about it, but okay. I didn't um, get around. I just think it's, it's so cool, the way it, like, it, it's literally flip-flopped. It's, you know, reading comics, it's always, like... You know, it's that the Justice Society was like the old school group, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, Wildcat yeah. and um, Dr. Fate and just like all those guys were like the old school. Well, now it's like the roles are revi the reversed, you know, like, you know, something happened. Batman, with, Superman, Wonder Woman came first. Yeah. Right. And then something happened. And now it's like the golden age, the classic guys are the new guys. And it's just it's mm -hmm. well written. Um the last thing that I actually read was, um, it was an older, uh, 2002, it was a four-part miniseries, uh, starring The Thing, and I believe it was called, um, uh, like, something like Trouble on Yancey Street, or something along those lines, and it was just, it was just The Thing, that was it, and it's, it was just such a really good miniseries, like, it's, like I said, it's just a four-part miniseries, it just involved him. You see the Fantastic Four a little bit, but it, it's it's dealing with Ben and his his internal his his frustration with being the thing and not being able to hide it and uh, dealing with it and just walking down the streets and it it actually it it, it deals with him and um and relationships with mm -hmm. you know he meets another girl and you know it just so happened that this girl was um the Sandman's ex-girlfriend, sort of say. Okay. And so it's like, and, and like Turmoil hits, and um, I forget what they're called, the Frightful Four, I believe, Sandman, um, the, not the Trapster, what the hell is his name? Pace Pop Pete? Uh, that is the Trapster. <laughs> no, he's... It, the, but, was Wizard one of them? Uh, no. The one guy had like glue guns. I that's pretty much the trapster. That yeah. trapster. It's Pace Pot Pete, but he changed his name. So. Yeah. So like, thank there's, God. There's him. <laughs> um, uh, Absorbing Man. Like it was. I don't. Know, it's just a really good uh, mini series. Um, and then like like Nick said before, like I'm really into One Piece. Um, I like it because it's ongoing. Like right now they're on in America they're on volume like 63, and like mm. Nick said, Death Note went what like 12. Yeah, so like, twelve and then thirteen is like appendices or something like that. But. Yeah, like like a typical manga goes from like I don't know, like fifteen twenty, give or take. Um, but like Dragon Ball Z goes forever. Um, Naruto 
has been going on for a while. One Piece is huge, and right now they're on like 63, and I think the author and creator said uh, he's maybe halfway done. So, like, that excites me because I just, I love the story. I love the characters. I love how they're maturing and and who they're becoming. And even though it's, even though they're pirates, they're, like I was, I was telling Nick the other day, Luffy and his first mate, they're, they're, they're part of the new age of pirates. For those, he, uh, for those who don't know anything about One Piece, it's it, a, it's a manga about, I'm one um, about pirates, it, Yeah, it's, it's a pirate's adventure. Um, and Luffy is the main character. And yes, uh, Monkey D. Luffy is the, the captain of the Straw Hats. Um, and there's a number of, a uh, number of different pirates, uh, pirate groups out there, and they all fly under their their captain's flag and all the flags are different um different themed and each captain is themed and there's things called devil fruits uh where if you take a bite you get one of the powers and ultimately you don't really know what power you're getting um and the drawback if you eat the fruit being a pirate you can't swim you eat the fruit you sink to the bottom and the water pretty much drains your power you become weak um but there's a, there was the old age, you know, the old age of pirates. Um, there's a huge catastrophe that happened. Older pirates died. Um, other people got injured. And now the dawn of the new age of pirates comes. And I just find it, it's, it's just so cool because Luffy and his first mate are in the top 10 of the new age of pirates who have a bounty of, uh, it's like, I think I want to say it's like 200 million berries or more berries would be like their dollars sort of say the currency. um the currency um 200 million berries or more and in that top list they're all different pirates but in luffy's case it's luffy and his first mate like and what what's kind of scary in the sense that they're that high but they don't kill people the people who are high with them are ruthless killing machines that's why they have so they have high bounties yeah but Luffy has the second highest bounty of uh, 300 million, and he doesn't kill people. Like, that's a dangerous man to be that high and not take anyone's life like that. Um, right. But, I mean, it, it's just such a, a really good story, and just the growth and the camaraderie and Luffy's unending optimism, no matter what, what's in front of him, he doesn't care. He'll conquer it. He'll defeat it. He'll get by it somehow with the help of his uh, crew. Like I said, it's just it's a really good manga uh, to get into. Now, why haven't I heard of that? I mean, is it that you said new issues are coming out, right? Yeah, uh, uh, volume sixty-three just came out uh, in July. Um, it's it's huge in Japan. Uh, volume sixty-one, sixty-two broke. Um, a record of I believe it was like the first day of selling uh, their volume like in Japan like it, it shattered a record um, hmm. with sales um, it like I said it's it's really I don't know what it's really uh, it's huge like it's just it's such a huge um, manga and it for some reason it it's popular in the States but it's it's not as big as other ones uh, I think the is thing it? is um, it, it's even though we read comics and stuff like that, we like this, you know, nerdy culture. Or not that we like the nerd culture. We 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 are the nerd culture. Um, 
Anime <laughs> is well. I mean, if you've been reading comics for that long, it's yeah. Um, anime is its own world entirely that even we can miss. You know, like there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff that I have never even heard of. Since I'm sure there's lots and lots that are it's that oh, good sure, stuff, sure. but we you can miss it because it's not stuff that's going to come out in the comic shops. I mean, you have to go to the bookstores to find it. And that's probably only in recent years too, I would say. Yeah. Um, Is that where you found it? Um, no, I, well, like I said, four kids um, <coughs> got me into it. Uh, the cartoon. Enough. The cartoon. Um, oddly enough, they got me into it. And then that kind of opened the door for me to manga and their form of comics and then I started looking um, online and stuff, and I realized, oh, place like Borders, uh, before it became Books a Million, uh, would carry it. And that's, you know, that that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and mainly, yeah. mainly I've gotten them from, uh, you know, bookstores. Um, every once in a while, like Amazon or something. Uh, the only downfall with that, because it's a part of Shonen Jump, which is. Um, uh, well, Shonen Jump has a magazine that comes out. I, I think weekly. I think, yeah, I think it's weekly. I think it's yeah. weekly. Um, that that has, because within each volume there's like X amount of chapters, uh, maybe maybe like ten chapters or something within a volume, and then each you get one chapter in that Shonen Jump magazine, and then within that Shonen Jump magazine there's like eight or nine different stories. So like Yu-Gi-Oh! will be in there. There's a basketball one, uh, one piece. So you have to wait for Shonen Jump to come out before you buy the volume. So for me to get the next One Piece volume, I have to wait another like three months. To sure. get it. So th- that's the downfall. But. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, um, I know that we wanted to take turns asking questions, and Brian had a bunch of... Uh... A good, uh, he had a good one last podcast. Um, would you start us off? And because I know you had a couple that you wanted to ask. Yeah, I can start off. Um, I mean, I guess I'm not sure if you want to do it in general or if you want to be specific with Marvel and DC. But mm-hmm. who would be like your top five heroes? Your top okay. five, almost like you're gonna make a team of. I don't want to say a team. Because you might have like two or three strong guys. Like I'm not looking for the balance. I'm just looking for who's our favorites. Who's your, yeah, your favorites, pretty much. Um, like I said, I don't know if you guys wanted to do a combination or if you just wanted to do a DC Marvel or just Marvel. Um, it's up to you. No, I mean, if you're let's keep it general. You want to okay? Just general. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Um, well, I mean, I think everybody at this point knows that my my favorite hero is Indiana Jones. Um, no, <laughs> but, really? but yeah, so I mean, Indiana Jones is my time number one. And then number two is, uh, Steve Rogers. Well, you know, I was thinking, uh, I thought it would be like a superhero. Just superhero. If really we're just going with one. superheroes, then, um, and they were going with five, uh, it's going to be, um, I think they're all Marvel then probably it's, uh, Captain America, um, Daredevil, Wolverine, um, I'm trying to look at my uh, my my shelves here. Um, I I love Nightcrawler, so he'd be like number four. And um, I think there's always an X Men in everyone's top. Five. There is. Well, Wolverine and Nightcrawler. 
Um, and then uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye is is number five for me. I've always liked Hawkeye. Yeah. I, I wasn't. It's not because the Avengers came out or anything like that. I've, again, it's, it's. I don't know where or why. Or what? Maybe it's because of the purple. I said before, like my favorite color is purple. And um, right. I do like bow and arrow too. Like, um, I think that's an interesting weapon because you have to be really good to use it. And he mm-hmm. obviously is really good. So, um, yeah, Hawkeye. Hmm. All right. How about you, Brian? Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there since he started with Indiana Jones, but then we corrected it. Um, I would have to say Jack Bauer would probably be on my team. Yeah. I'm 24. Um, but superhero wise, um, Colossus is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, Venom, um, Actual, I'll have to say the, the Eddie, Eddie Brock Venom and, um, um, Flash Thompson's version of Venom too. Okay. Um, that, that I just I don't know. I just I really love both of them. Um, oh my God, my list can go on forever. Um, <laughs> hey, this was your question. Yeah, buddy. I know. I kind of <laughs> digging my own hole here. Um, well, mine mine's scattered with DC and Marvel. Um, with DC, um, I really like uh, the Creeper. He's just such a cool okay. character. Um, and then, um, Blue Beetle, I've always liked the, uh, the Blue, well, the, the Jaime Reyes version. I, I love all the Blue Beetles, but the Jaime Reyes one, like the newer, newest, uh, Blue sure. Beetle. Um, and I guess I'll throw in, uh, Better Ray Bill. From, wow, uh, all right. He's, he's kind of like. That's pretty, uh... Yeah, he, he's kind of like, diverse. And uh, like for people who maybe who don't know Better Ray Bill, um, he's like um, he's like almost like a, a mirror image of Thor, but he kind of looks like a decaying horse. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, but he, he's such an awesome character. You haven't seen the the new uh, season of Avengers yet, right? You haven't seen season two, almost no. at all. No, no, there was a, there oh. an episode with Thor and Beta Ray Bill. But it's essentially Beta Ray Bill's origin story is an episode, and it's it's good. I think you'll probably like it once it's on Netflix or whatever. Nice. Yeah, they actually make him cool in my eyes because I was never a fan, but I'm like, okay, this is good job. You know, I, I appreciate the episode. Well, they they put him in um, what, uh, Planet Hulk in that movie. I don't know if you saw that or not. No. no. They um. He was actually in that, which it was it was a fun movie. It was you know it was really good. Um, but yeah, Bettery Bill uh, made an appearance in that too. That was that was really cool. That's good. Nice. Um, let me see. Boy, I, while you guys are talking, I'm trying to think of my top five. Yeah. Well, funny. I mean, in my first, woof. My first two are are easy: Batman uh-huh. and then Daredevil. Right. Uh it's funny because a lot of my favorites are the ones that are near and dear to my heart are in the Batman family. So I kind of feel like I'm, I'm cheating. Yeah. Cause I think to say Batman kind of means, you know, I like, I don't know. I tend to like all the offshoots. Like I love Robin and Batgirl and Nightwing. Um, I just love the whole mythology, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so let's see for three. Uh, I'm going to say Nightwing. Okay. 
even though I feel like I'm cheating, I mean, you can always revive. This isn't set in stone, but yeah, Nightwing I, I love. Um, Robin then, too. Um, Which Robin? Boy. Are you, are you saying Damien, or are you, who are you going with? No, because Damien, I, I <clears throat> enjoy his stories, but I'm still, yeah, I, still he's like the, the character right? I love to hate, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love her and you love story, to hate him. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, Batman, Daredevil, Nightwing. Oh, God. See, I could say, I could easily say Tim Drake, Robin, and then Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. And that would wrap up my list. But okay. boy, there, there's other there's other heroes that are near and dear to my heart for reasons I, I still don't know. Like I would say Green Arrow I like. Yeah. Um, Firestorm, even though I don't read the comic book, the original version of, of Firestorm, because I had the superpowers figure, I always thought he was a great looking yeah. character. Uh, Iron Fist, you know. Yeah. I, for some reason, there are some characters that... I just like. I don't yeah. know. I always I have a soft spot for them. No, so, that's a, that's yeah. I'm the same way. You understand what I mean? Yeah, it's, that's why yeah. it's hard to make this list. I mean, I could I could probably put them in a numbered order, but the list would just right. go on forever because I really do enjoy these characters. And Iron Fist too. You just said. Yeah, I, I probably should have yeah. more rules to this question. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, that was a it's a good question because like it gets us thinking. Yeah. Like so let's see, Batman. Batman, Daredevil, Nightwing, and Spider-Man too. But again, yeah. Spider-Man is one of those when he's written well. He, I always look at him like Sinatra. When he's good, he's great. Mm -hmm. When he's bad, he's atrocious. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so it depends on on the Spider-Man story. But I mean, it's the same thing. Like some people just love Superman. And I love the idea of Superman, but tell me the last good Superman story you've read. The Death of Superman. Oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> don't start. So, yeah, I don't know. After after three, it, it kind of gets Superman. way too broad for me. But there, yeah. there there's there's my answer, yeah. more or less. I have a good question if you guys are up for it. Might Yep. It's related to what we were kind of talking about before. And I, I just thought about it because it's something I talk about every once in a while. And I'll go first so that I can give you a good example of, of what I'm shooting for. But um, we were talking about endings to stories and um, how, you know, whether we're happy or not with, um, with how some stories ended. And I have a very specific one that is, is upsets me. Um, so the question is, are there any stories that you wish had ended before they did, um, had ended sooner than they did? Now, I'll answer it first because I just want to explain it a little bit and might give you guys a better idea. I, um, I thought the ending of Terminator 2 was brilliant. It was perfect, and it never needed to go any further than that. And uh, um, Terminator 3 is like the worst movie I think they've ever made, and I hate it. I'm so mad that I've ever seen it. Now, the end of Terminator 2, um, it has that great voiceover with Linda Hamilton uh, playing Sarah uh, Connor. And she said, like, it's so positive and uplifting. She says something to the effect of, um, in the end, we we did it. We changed the future. We, um, 
we fixed everything, you know, that's paraphrased, but it's such an uplifting, good ending to that's where it should have, that's it. That should have been it. The first movie in that movie and done. And then you get to Terminator three. And at the very end, you have John Connor standing in this, the, you know, this room, where Skynet. Yeah. The bunker. And he's like, Oh, I guess at the end we couldn't change anything. Everything sucks. You know, that's essentially what he says. That's his voiceover at the end. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you just say you were going to show me Terminator 3 and then have like a weightlifter punch me in the face for 20 minutes instead? <laughs> I'd, I'd feel better. Like that's, that's what I wish happened. But I mean, and okay, Terminator Salvation, fine. Mm-hmm. That to show like what John Connor was doing the whole time while he sent the Terminator back fine okay that's that's okay but otherwise it should have just been terminator one terminator two that ending was awesome amazing after such a pretty good movie um that that's what i i wished for as an ending hmm. <clears throat> so that's yeah that's i didn't question like I'm asking a little bit well i didn't like the fact that you know for me I, I i was in the theater i saw that in the theater and when you see the missiles launch i'm like oh <gasps> What's that? Wow. Two or three? Oh, what, three. Yeah, when they I saw actually it in show, too. okay, in the end, you didn't win. Like, the, the missiles are launched. That wasn't his mission after all. It was just to keep you alive. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I, that part of it I respect and like because it was shocking. I didn't see it coming. It it was the payoff. However, I wholeheartedly agree with what you, what you said. That whole message in the end of, yeah, life sucks and there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. Don't even bother trying, folks, because we're all up Poop's Creek. Yeah. Well, the reason you know, I, like, I mean, like, the reason I don't like it is because they essentially just did it to say, "Hey, just so you know, we're gonna keep making more Terminator movies, and this is why, you know, because nothing did get solved, nothing got yeah. fixed, you know." And they, if they had done it well, if the movie was good, I might not have been that upset about it, but the movie itself was bad. Um, the action scenes where you, we talked about it a, a couple weeks ago um, were just choppy and you couldn't see anything. It was just movement. It was like, oh, all over the place. And I know no one could see what I just did, but I just waved my hands all over like a crazy person. Uh, <laughs> that so, was me for Daredevil, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's what the movie is like. I don't think I need to explain it to any of our audience because they probably saw it and they're probably as angry as I am about it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, if if the movie was better it might have been okay but that's essentially what they were saying and it makes me mad after such a good ending as i feel terminator 2 had so all right um let me think for me okay (sighs) if i can go on a bit of a rant um the first eight seasons of stargate sg1 perfect Mm -hmm. they're brilliant the character development uh, I can I can spend hours talking about why and, and how great each cast member was and the writing and you know it was very respectful. The show was never a cliche. One of the things uh, Richard Dean Anderson said was, you know, you're you're not writing for cows. You're you're you can you can <coughs> write. There's actually interviews which you can take clips from uh, where he's saying you 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 should be able to write up to the audience. You know we. Just because it's smart, you don't have to dumb it down for the audience to understand. I think that's one of the most vile things in the world. So he kept that standard. 
And for eight years, the show was perfect. I got it. It, it, it built upon itself. The first season was, was good, uh, but at the end of the season, they shake things up, and it just built on itself. The last two seasons of the show, I wish they were never made. In hindsight, I wish they were never made. I wish it ended at the end of the eighth season, because it was... They had beaten all the bad guys that were set up. Um, you know, I, it ends with the the understanding that, okay, Jack and Sam do love each other, even though they don't. The, the thing about the, in the show was they were military, so they had to, they couldn't have them officially get together because he was her commanding officer. And they would have the the Air Force, somebody from the Air Force was a consultant on the show. And they'd say, sorry, you can't actually have them be together in these current uh, military positions. Huh. But they had already established their feelings for each other. Uh, and, you know, so you knew that, okay, by the end of it, they're, they better get them together officially. The end of, the, of that season, you get the illusion that, okay, they're going to. There, there's your happy ending. Um, and then Richard Dean Anderson left the show to raise his daughter. Like I said before, mm -hmm. I can't think of a better reason for leaving a successful franchise than for the sake of your family. Right. What happened after that was such a travesty to the perfect eight years. Um, the show fell apart as far... The acting was always wonderful from the people who were there. However, the other people that they added, it got cliche. It got, oh, less intelligent, I think is the nicest way I could say it. It conflicted with the mythology that had already been established. Again, I could spend hours talking about the specific episode. It got to the point where Cindy and I would watch each new episode of the ninth season and go right there. That would never happen right there okay now in this episode that shouldn't happen not, you know not only because it conflicted with military protocol but i can see richard dean anderson's lack of influence behind the camera as well as in you know the charm and fun in front of the camera right it just it hurt a once brilliant franchise and i remember people who the two actors that they got were ben browder and um Oh, Claudia Black, who were on Farscape together. And I never watched Farscape, but apparently it was a halfway decent show. When they came over on to Stargate, it, it didn't work. Ben Browder, a sweet guy, unfortunately cannot act. Can't act his way out of a paper bag. Uh, and Claudia Black, they wrote to be such an obnoxious cliche basically they're trying to make her like Catwoman, where she was always trying to steal something and you know she's on the team unofficially and but she's this mouthy little uh apparently supposed to be sexy i'm thinking i remember saying okay right there jack o'neill would have shot her <laughs> i mean <laughs> i could tell because had he been in the room he would have said okay you get out of here you're you know and they kept it, they always kept it very, you're dealing with our, our military today. They're not going to let her go over and sit on 
a senator's desk and get mouthy to him. It just wouldn't happen. So without getting further down the rabbit hole of why those last two seasons hurt the franchise, that's the one. At the end of the as I'm, <laughs> it's funny too, because they had the option of having Richard Dean Anderson come back uh occasionally and Robert Cooper who I guess had taken full control over the show and he's probably the one to blame for why it got so bad. Uh, he missed the opportunity. He said, nah, I don't, we're doing our own thing. Really? So you're not going to bring the star back whenever you want him to help with your sagging ratings. And he's actually willing to do it at any point. They had him on two episodes during the temp season. And at one point he says, you know, he makes a, a reference to the fact that the eighth season should have been the last season because it ends with them all go, gone fishing. And he goes, yeah, fishing, have it end with them fishing. And, you know, and it, it was, it was great because the audience was like nodding their head, like, yep, in hindsight, that's how it should have ended. Wow. Every, you know, yeah. How about you, Brian? Um, well, I, guess I, I mean, two examples always keep popping in my head. Um, I don't know if this will answer the question that you asked directly. Um, I know it is similar to it. Um, but the, the third Spider-Man movie, um, <laughs> not so much the way it ended, but there was so much I could have taken out of the mm -hmm. movie to make it smoother. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't need, I don't need to see... Peter Parker with that like punk like black hair that's a little Disco bit dancing down the street. Yeah, like I don't need to see that. There's no there's no point. You take that out of the movie, it's fine. Like you don't you don't need that in the movie to understand anything. And mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love I love the story of Venom, and I understand the symbiote. Is bonded to you it's it's slowly is taking control of you your attitude changes i understand that but mm -hmm. for what they did it was just it was bad like i it just it, it could have been a lot better than what it was yeah well the i think the sad thing about the uh third spider-man movie is because is, uh it opens in a way where you think holy crap they're gonna do this right you know i i understand that you know, in the comics, Peter got the symbiote from Secret Wars uh, off-planet or whatever. But in the cartoon that we watched, in Spider-Man the Animated Series, the symbiote came from outer, from like a meteor. Or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Jameson's son essentially Jameson, like, yeah. brings it back with him uh, unknowingly from space. Right. So, like, mm -hmm. they had it come in, what, a little meteorite or something like that? And, and yeah. it was an actual alien thing, and that was, you know, that happened. Actually, right I think it crashed to Earth, as I recall. What's that? In, in the in the movie, they actually have it crashed to Earth. Yeah, in, like, in a meteorite. Yeah, I think. Yep. Like a, yeah, so you think, like, oh, wow, you know, this isn't going to be some science, another science experiment gone wrong or however they were going to explain the symbiote. They're actually making it an alien. And then it's like, oh, cool. You know, you think it's going to go the right way. And then it kind of, you know, I don't hate the third Spider-Man movie as much as everybody else does, but it mm -hmm. it could have been way better. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm not saying I hated it. I mean, I love the Spider-Man character. I've always loved Spider-Man, always will. Um, it's just 
there was just a lot I didn't like in the movie. Right. Like, it could have been a lot better. Like, I mean, honestly, um, I always forget the actor's name. The guy who played Sandman, is it Thomas Hayden Church? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He was awesome. I thought yes. he, yeah. he, I mean, he's a, he's a great actor to begin with. And I, he was just one of those guys. He's like a Patrick Stewart. He was born for that role. Mm-hmm. For some reason, mm-hmm. he just, he fit it. He yeah. really looked like it. So, and like, and like Topher, um, Topher Grace, Grace, I like him. I like him as an actor. I think mm-hmm. he's, he's fun. He's not Eddie Brock. No. He's, right. He's, there's just no way that he is Eddie Brock. Um, yeah. But like I said, there's just, there's a lot of uh, things that would have taken out. Um, well, my, Thomas Hayden well, Church could have been, the way that he got jacked up to be Sandman, he could have been Eddie Brock and pull it off. Sure. Yeah. Because he got, sure. he got real bulky to, yeah. to be Sandman, yeah. so... He could have been, yeah, I think he could have been a good Eddie Brock because there's not a whole lot of people that I can, I would cast as as Eddie Brock. That's a hard role to cast, I think. Yeah. Well, for me, it was one too many villains. Yeah. You already had uh, uh, Harry Osborn who was going to wrap up his story. You had the Sandman. You didn't need Venom, but apparently, from what I understand, Sam Raimi was told by the movie people, like, no, no, you have to have Venom be in your movie which okay fine but then take out sandman yeah you know it it was too much going on in one movie that can only be what two hours or so yeah i think uh i'm sure sam raimi probably just hurt uh, the quality i'm sure sam raimi was probably noted to death um if you're familiar with the lingo of movie making that means that the studio hands you notes down as you're uh, mm-hmm. progressing a movie and tells you what to change and what not to change and what to mm-hmm. add and it's all mandated like it has to be done and whatever and I'm sure they probably forced three villains on him because it's Spider-Man 3 so you need three times the threat um, right so there's there's that um, but if that were the case I would have as Sam Raimi I mean I, I guess I'm playing arm uh, chair quarterback but make it a two-parter make it split it like say this is spider-man 3 part 1 spider-man 3 part 2 uh i know that that wasn't in vogue at the time and since harry potter did it and now twilight Twilight. and um you know the hobbit's gonna do it and the only one uh, the only other thing that did it was lord of the rings but still it was one book per movie make it two parts that that movie if it was stretched to a second part i feel would have benefited greatly from having that time Because you only see Venom. Oh, I I agree. You only have Venom, Eddie Brock Venom, in the movie for about ten minutes. I'm pretty sure near the end, he gets it out of the church, kind of goes crazy. Uh, Spider-Man blows him up, like, or yep. he gets blown up. It doesn't yeah. really blow him up, but right makes know. him go away. Um, but, but my uh, get my other example in the um, I I loved the series of uh, Angel. It was a, the Buffy spinoff, uh, Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer uh, spinoff, uh, character Angel, um, vampire from Buffy, went to L.A., had his own spinoff. The, the, well, the character moved from Sunnydale, went to L.A., and he had his own spinoff. I loved the series. I loved every season. The way it ended, it, it sucked because it, it was so, they left it open. Hugely. Yep, anticlimactic. Because like, the whole, like you know, Armageddon type thing that was happening, they stopped. That's how they ended it, and that was it. I was annoyed yeah. because it's like there's no closure. Um, 
like there's no there's no ending and there was such a huge write-in but i guess not enough to really do anything like there was rumors like to do a movie and blah 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 but it's that's where the comic picked up and i got into the comic a little bit and it's not bad um but i just I, like i said i just i like the show more or better than the comic um but just the way it ended i just i wish there was i wish it kept going or i wish there was closure well you might right. get it anyway right. because um Joss Whedon, who did Buffy, right? I, he's, he did Buffy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be one of those guys who has the power of, like, Cameron or Spielberg now because yep. he pretty much just made the, like, highest grossing movie of all time now. Yeah. Maybe not the highest grossing of all time, but in the time period he had it, he's, he's going to have that power now. People are going to listen to him, and that's awesome because he knows how to tell a story very well. All right. Um, and respect the source material. I'm, you know, based on uh, Serenity and Firefly and all that stuff. And I hope he gets the chance to um, <clears throat> revisit some of those properties that never really got their just uh, send-offs, you yeah. know. And um, I agree. be able to go back to them and, and uh, do a little bit of justice to them. So maybe he will. Wouldn't it be excellent if, better. like, we got to see a new Firefly series? <laughs> uh, yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, man. I got into it just a couple of years ago. Somebody lent me the season, and then I uh, bought the I, I rented the movie, and now I own both the season and the movie. Wow. This it, such promise. It was so well done. It was smart. It, it didn't. It wasn't cliche. I never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And that that's that'd be fantastic to I, get them uh, all back together. I only watched the movie. I saw the movie in theaters actually because I had a couple of friends in college who used to talk about um, Firefly. That's the name of the show, right? Yeah, Firefly is the nah. show. Yeah, and, um, and say how the movie. Yeah, say how good the show was, and I just, I mean, at the time, I just didn't have the ability to go and watch it um, with college and work and everything. Uh, but the movie came out, and they're like, "Yo, come see it. You'll definitely like it." And I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, because I, I like Nathan Philly and I think he's like one of the coolest dudes, um, yeah. most down to earth and, and, uh, likes all the same he's stuff that we like. Yeah. Just really cool guy. Nice guy. Um, reminds me a little bit of Harrison Ford, but probably a little bit more outgoing than, than, uh, Mr. Sure. Mr. Ford is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd love to watch the show. I think it's, it's probably on Netflix and if it's not, it probably will be I think, again at some I think point. It is. It's only a couple seasons, right? So. It's not even, it's one season. Yeah. Really? It's not even a whole season. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, the, the network basically didn't even show the pilot. They showed them out of order so that people who wanted to watch it didn't even know what they were watching. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Uh, yeah. They, that sounds like they, they popped the ball, pooped on it, and then kicked it in the woods. So that's... That's what it Basically, sounds like they did went, with that. <laughs> I don't know why your show didn't do well. I guess we'll have to just cancel it. You know, <laughs> yeah. We don't know what happened. Um, um, let me let me ask mine. Uh, yeah, sure. We're almost out of time. My yeah, question right. is, huh? We started at about ten after, so we're we're okay. Oh, we're good. Um, what is the what's a movie that you recently saw that got your attention um that i recently saw mm -hmm. 
it could it be any. It doesn't have to be in the theaters. It could be one that you rented or whatever. Okay, I actually have a good answer for this. Um, and it's gonna you're both of you are probably gonna laugh instantly. Um, but I just watched the other night, um, Saturday Night Fever. First time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so Saturday Night Fever. Um, and I actually really liked it. I mean, I like the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. and I, 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 not that I love disco music, but I like their music. Um, it's so catchy. The, the um, the songs of the soundtrack, I, <clears throat> I liked a lot, and the acting from Travolta was great. It, I mean, he's always good, but um. I mean, there's some nitpicks I had uh, for the story, but other than that, I thought it was really well done for the time, uh, and I, I liked it. Just kind of the reason mind. that it's so iconic, so you you don't have to defend it. You're yeah. fine. You, you know, um, it kind of just made me want to dance if I wasn't so tired at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, no, yeah. So that's uh, that kind of grabbed my attention um, because I, I felt like I want to do something that iconic. You know what I mean? Not that it inspired me to want to disco dance or or um or like dance in any way, but it, it inspired me to want to make something with um memorable characters and a memorable story, which I feel that <laughs> that movie has. Um, and it, yeah, it just it it kind of kind of got my juices flowing a little bit. So there's that. Uh, how about how about you, Brian? Um, well, just to touch base on the the movie Nick just mentioned, um, it's funny, for my one uh, movie class that I took when I was in college, uh, that was one of the movies we had to watch, and I, I understand where Nick is coming from, and I understand how a lot of people really like that movie, but for some reason, I just, I did not like it. I just, for, I just couldn't get into it. Um, a lot of the scenes. I mean, it's been a it's been a long time since I've actually seen it, um, but I just I don't know. I just I didn't care for it. A lot of the scenes I didn't like. Um, I do like Travolta. I do like the Bee Gees, um, but I don't know. I just didn't care for it. Um, it's uh, it's. I think it's hard to relate to because like I don't relate to the characters in any right, way, shape, yeah. or form. But if you if you need to relate to characters, you I don't think you're gonna find it there unless you're from the city. Yeah, that's, like you're that's an true. inner city kid with not much Brooklyn, education yeah. and stuff like that. It it's really hard to relate to. Um, so I can understand why you you probably wouldn't like it. I just I thought the dancing was phenomenal. Like I'm not a dancer and I can't really dance unless I practice a lot. But yeah. he, he he made it seem effortless. He was just right. so good. And um, yeah, and I'll give him that. His acting really is really on point in that movie, and that's. I mean that as an actor, I'm I'm looking at that kind of stuff um, to be able to throw away any sort of like reservations about you know roles or or trying things. You know, he just kind of threw it all to the wind and, and got immersed in this character, and I I liked it for that. Like I said, there's there's parts of the story that confuse me and aggravate me. Like he essentially watches one of his best friends fall off a bridge and die, yeah. possibly on purpose. And then he just leaves his other friends, goes to this girl's house that he that is a bitch to him and says, I'm not going to see anybody ever again. I'm just going to live here now. And then the movie ends. It's it's weird. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense in some parts. But overall, I really liked it uh, for other parts that that make more sense. But it was, you know, it was a movie in what, the 70s. I they're not all. Right. They're not all uh, 
Apocalypse Now or anything like that. So yeah, that's true. Um, well, what one did what, what what did you like, Brian? Uh, well, recently, um, I actually saw uh, Disney Pixar's Brave, and okay, I, I really I well, I mean, like most people, I mean, I love Pixar. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney's mm-hmm. great. Disney does make some good movies and some not so great movies, but Pixar makes gold. You know, mm-hmm. every every time sure. they do something, they just they do it really well. And I really feel Brave is one of those movies. It's definitely, in my opinion, it's definitely in the top. You know, the top I guess five of like of Pixar movies. Like I, it, okay. it was just really good. The animation was great. Actually, the animation was beautiful in some scenes where the um, the characters are you know talking, interacting. The background and the scene that they're in, I swear to God, looked real. Like it, it just—it's amazing the technology and how far it's come with uh, animation and computers and CGI. And I like—you see the fireplace; it's it's roaring, and you see the old—you know the because it's 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 set back in like old. Um, I think it's kind of. It's Ireland, medieval Scotland. Yeah, I think it's like Scotland. Pits. Yeah, it was uh, like old Scotland and like the old bedpost and the old castle. And you see that, and you're just like, "All right, is that real or is that computer?" Like it was just the animation was that good. Um, voice work was great. Um, the storyline was great. Uh, the ending, like it was just, it was a really good movie. Like I really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. Um, you, uh, we were talking about stories a lot and i think you i mean you said pixar makes gold and i agree with you and that i think is a hundred percent because john lasseter knows how to tell a story um john lasseter is the guy who's in charge of pixar obviously right um he's just a, a brilliant storyteller uh and and there's a lot of guys out there who are making movies who are really good at a portion of what they do but they can't mm. encompass it all. Uh, but John Lasseter can. There's only a couple directors who can do that, like know how to tell a story from all angles. And uh, sure. I think that's why Pixar's as successful as they are. If they if they didn't have him, if he wasn't the guy in charge, I don't think they'd be half as successful as what they're what they're doing. Right. Hmm. Um. Well, let me think. Yeah. I- I can't really talk about the the one that I saw last night because it's probably too soon. But I, I went and saw the new Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man last night. Yeah, I didn't see it yet. So. Uh, what I right, what I can tell you is it was excellent. Okay. This is one that I, I originally saw the first trailer for, and I thought, nah, you're telling the origin story again because you have to see. You don't lose the rights. Blah 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 blah. I don't need to see an origin story. And you know what? As skeptical as I was, they 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 won me over. They tweak it enough that you don't feel like you're watching the same thing again. Um, I won't get into the details until you guys see it, but uh, yeah, I, I I will say it's excellent. Um, as far as a movie that I saw recently that I can recommend, Another Earth. Uh, it's one of those weird slice of life, not big budget type of movie. Um, that I've really grown to appreciate. And this is basically, it's a girl who goes to prison for 
accidentally, she wasn't, I don't know if, I think she was drinking, she wasn't paying attention, and she has a car crash. She, she kills this guy's, uh, family, his, his wife and child. Well, around, she goes to prison for it, and during that time, we find that there is another Earth. It's a parallel Earth, uh, up in space, and it's, close it, it i guess has come into our orbit um and this girl gets out of prison and it's kind of, it's an odd parallel weird type story because on one hand you have that all going on where they're trying to make contact with that other earth well she is not doing anything with her life and she goes to see the guy whose family she killed and this guy's just a mess i mean who wouldn't be uh, and she wants to go and say she's sorry to him, but she doesn't know how. Meanwhile, you find out that this other Earth has other versions of us. So, yeah, that's that's a heck of a twist. Because the girl who makes radio contact through, you know, our government and is televising it live, is it turns out is talking to a duplicate of her. And so they're trying to figure out where the difference is, if it, you know, and they're going to plan, they're doing a lottery that besides the, the uh, astronauts, one person gets to win a trip, or maybe a couple people get to win the lottery to go with them to this other Earth. And this girl wins it. Uh, and I won't say more, but it was really interesting. I mean, when it was over, Cindy and I looked at each other and said, "Okay, that was a good movie. That had that kept our interest." Yeah, so I, you know, that that'd be my pick. I I, I recommend that. Okay. It didn't get a lot of attention, but it doesn't make you know. It was still a great movie. When uh when did it come out? And do you remember who's in it, actor wise? And it came out last year. Okay. Uh, actually, the only the only person in it that I recognized was a guy. I can't think of the actor's name, but he was. Uh, have you both seen Lost? Um, not really, no. Sort of. No. He was a guy who was the first of the others that they found among the... In Lost, when they start uh, counting heads as to who was on the manifest of the, of the plane, mm -hmm. uh, this guy looked like he was one of the one of the survivors and he's the first one that they discover oh wait a minute no you're not you're not one of us then where the heck did you come from great actor i mean brilliant acting i love him and everything he, he's in well he plays the the father and husband of the family that died okay hmm. is it that older yeah. guy and uh, what do you mean older guy i don't know does i don't he, know what... does he have like a shaved head Sort of? No, 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 no. This is a character actor that if you saw him, you'd like him, but he's he's not necessarily a household name, but a okay. brilliant actor. Uh, it's I believe the movie's called Another Earth, so okay. yeah, check that out. Okay. Um. All right. I think we are good on time. Yeah, we're pretty good. Um. Let's see. Any anything you want to recommend before we go? Personally. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh, There's flesh eaters. Well, yeah, it's not. It's it's still not ready yet, but 
Um, it's getting there. So yeah, you yeah. mean you can still Free check trailer. out check out the trailer on Vimeo or YouTube. Um, Flesh Eater is a love story. That's my uh, that's my jam. It's definitely I'm, worth your two minutes. Yeah, it's not even. It's like a minute thirty some seconds, minute forty maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, give us some likes on the Facebook page. Flesh Eater is a love story. Um, and that's I mean that's pretty much it. I mean, that's how about you, Brian? Um. Anything, anything. Um, like I said, with, with comics, uh, definitely recommend Earth 2. Uh, if you're into comics at all, or the DC, or superheroes in general, very good story. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Alright, um, let me see, what do I recommend? Uh, I can be pretty blatant and, and talk about, go check out Harmony Constant, but that's yeah, on absolutely. my, that'll be on my bio page, so... Yeah. Yeah, check that out. Um, I have the MacGyver podcast to check out. Uh, hopefully, by the time this comes out, we'll have at least two, episode two and three out. First one's already there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it's funny, too, because I, I want to push, you know, my personal stuff. But at the same time, I figure if it's on our bio page, that that's, that's good. So I hesitate yeah. to do that. I yeah. always think about, you know, talk about, comics or you know push for somebody else yeah um so yeah that that actually you know what i'll tell you about the song that i picked for our uh, podcast today okay uh the song that i picked is uh late night radio by david gray david gray is one of my you know big favorites um and this is a great song this is it, i can't see anybody who wouldn't like that usually with david gray you have to uh, get used to his i don't i don't even know what it is that you have to get used to because i adore the guy and with his new albums i still have to listen to it once or twice before i accept it mm -hmm. you know what i mean subconsciously um but there's some songs that just grab you right away and i think this has a great a great line uh, the guitar part throughout the whole song i just learned it to play it myself it gets you it's catchy okay. you, you know you'll tap your toe <laughs> uh it's called late night radio it's a lot of fun so i guess that'll be my big pick okay all right that's good uh, all right well thanks again to brian for joining us yeah my pleasure again yeah. had another great time all right. Well, well, I guess we'll see everybody uh, next time we get to do one of these. All righty. Sounds good. And as always, please uh, send us your feedback. Yeah. Uh, please promote it. Uh, by this, by the time this is out, we'll have a Facebook page at least. Uh, ask people to like it. You know. If you like write it. Write in some questions. Right. <laughs> write in some questions, comments. You know, anything, anything, and everything. We're, we're you know eager to hear from yeah you. any comments good or bad right we just won't show the bad ones no <laughs> <laughs> i'm picking I'm gonna, i'll take all the bad ones and address them myself with a, yeah. with a punch in the Dear face dumb fucker. <laughs> all right everybody that's it for us though so we'll see you next time on never gets old i'm nick narrow i'm mac jackson i'm brian bonner take it easy everybody Bye. Later.
Walking a wall without a 